Welcome to the I-29 MUU Dairy Podcast. I-29 MUU University is a consortium of land-grant universities in Minnesota, Iowa, South Dakota, and Nebraska. This podcast covers timely news, information, and research for today's dairy industry. Welcome to another I-29 Moo University Dairy Podcast. I am joined with our guest dairy producer, Heath. He has a very high producing dairy cattle herd, and we know sometimes managing high producing dairy cows can be a little bit of a challenge. And so I have Heath with us today to talk about how he and his dairy operation manages a high producing herd. So welcome, Heath. Hello, Kim. How are you? Good. Heath, why don't you tell us a little bit about your dairy operation? Um, you know, how many cows you're milking and what breed are they? And since we're talking about high producing dairy cows, why don't you tell us your rolling herd average and then your average daily production that you see from your cows? Here in Nebraska, we milk it right around 850 cows. We're uh, sitting right around 93, 94 pounds herd average a day across all these wonderful cows. That's good. What's your rolling herd average? We're sitting right around between 35 and a 31,000 pound rolling herd average. How many times are you milking per day the high producing cows? High producing cows are getting milked four times a day. They're four times a day. And what about, you know, the rest of the herd that's not milked four times a day? How many times are they milked? They're getting milked twice. So we milk the high producing, they'll get milked right away when the milking shift starts. And then they'll get milked, oh, roughly around three and a half, four hours later. And right before we bring our transition cows up, because once we bring them up, the pipe drops and that milk don't go in the tank. But they're milked that second time, they'll come back around and produce another anywhere from 15 to 30 pounds. And that group, that high producing group right now is averaging 133 pounds across, I think there's 200 or 210 of them. Yeah. And Heath, I know you and I have talked about this previously. You haven't always milked that high producing herd four times a day. You were at three times a day, right? No, we were just at twice. We went from three and kind of made a management decision and went back to two. But then we noticed there were still a group of cows that just they were always full. They just needed more relief. Yeah. And we kind of know what to expect when we milk out the cows more frequently during the day. What have you seen by going from milking the high producing cows two times a day to four times a day? More milk, less mastitis. That group seems to be more comfortable. We're always moving ones in and out of there as they drop off as production and as fresh cows come up in production but fresh cows when it's their time to be milked they're standing at the gate ready to go they're ready to go they're ready to relieve some of that pressure for sure you know one of the greatest management challenges and i have a lot of producers that call and ask this whether they're thinking about going from two times a day milking to three times a day milking or going from three times a day to two times a day milking the greatest challenge is figuring out how much labor they need and what's the milking schedule look like. And there's really no good answer to it because it kind of depends on what resources. Do you have employees willing to work longer shifts? 
as your higher producing cows went from two times a day milking to four times a day milking, what changes did you need to make to accommodate those extra milkings? It really wasn't too much of an issue where we were just bringing them back in, same shift. I think it added about 45 minutes to their shift is all. It takes them seven minutes prep time, get them cleaned up, ready to go, throw the milker on and they're not producing as much they did the first time, but that second time is still coming in and taking enough milk off them to give them enough relief so they're not leaking milk. And so thinking about your parlor turns, you had the capacity and time for your parlor to milk that high producing group a couple extra times a day? Yep. Pretty easy to do with labor turnaround in the parlor. I'm going to switch gears a little bit. For the last 50 plus years in the dairy industry, we've really focused on genetics. So how can we look at genetics and genomics? So, you know, looking at milk production and milk components and how can we breed, create a cow that has high production and good components since we are paid on components as dairy farmers. How long have you focused on genetics to get these high producing cows? It's usually hit or miss. We make sure they're looking good in production, they've got to have a good set of feet under them. So we focused on being able to get them to the barn. If they can't get to the barn, they're... They're no good to you. Yeah. So it's interesting that their structure and statue and mobility is what you've been focusing on for genetics. And it sounds like what came along with that is the milk production. Is that right? The production was another thing we focused on. And now we've got production and sound cows like where we want them and now we're going to come back and we're looking at pushing components a little harder we run right around three two and a three four butterfat how long have you been focusing on your components just going to start this year with the barn being full and trying to push for a better animal to be in the barn and more efficient so you haven't seen yet if breeding for some of those higher components, how that could impact production? Yeah, we have not seen that yet. Yeah. And I think there's some producers that have started to look at some of the higher components in the genetics. I haven't looked at any information on that or any of the research that's been done on that. But it's interesting how we can see the shifts in genetics and genomics in the dairy industry for what we're breeding for. And, you know, you have a great high producing herd and now you're ready to focus on components since components are very valuable when it comes to our milk check. Yes, they are. If you had to rank management tools for managing a high producing herd, what would you say would be at the top of the list? Feed is very important. Having good quality feed, it's all very important when it comes down to getting an animal to produce that amount of milk that our high producing group is at. Yeah, you mentioned feed. And I think we don't often give employees enough credit. Employees, I would imagine, also play a significant role in helping that high producing herd stay high in their lactation, anywhere from making sure there's always fresh feed at the bunk. to, you know, making sure that they have clean, high quality water. I know we can't manage the quality of our water, but we can definitely manage the cleanliness, making sure that cows are comfortable in their stalls and that they have good bedding, even watching for signs of illness and lameness and injury. And so 
I know you mentioned nutrition and high quality feed at the top. I would also rank employees at the top of that. That ranks up there, clean water, making sure the sand bedding's where it should be so they're laying in sand bedding all the time. A lot of different aspects to, to get to that production-wise. Yep, exactly. Any other tools that you have in your tool belt for uh, managing a high-producing herd? A system that monitors them. Oh, talk to us about that system that you have. Oh, we have an AFI system. We have light bands on every single cow. We're in the middle of transitioning into a new updated system of the AFI. So we've got some of the old ones that are more of just a pedometer, count their step kind of deal. And then we have the newer ones, which actually calculates how much time they're spent on their feet and how much time they spend laying down. Easy to tell with the old tags, you have a cow that's maybe got hurt or something. She's going to take fewer steps throughout the day, which is an indicator, which I have a manager that goes through that every day and checks to see. And then there's a list of cows given to another employee to go run down and look at. Makes it a little easier to not have to go try and figure out what's going on with everybody because you don't want to walk through and get everybody back up that's laying down and is comfortable. And we know the second we walk into a pen, everyone stands up and wants to know what you're doing or they think it's milking time. Yep. Yeah, definitely a good monitoring system. We can always benefit from that, as you mentioned, for sure. Well, thanks for joining us today, Heath, and sharing your expertise on managing a high-producing herd. Thank you, Kim. Well, thanks for joining us on another I-29 Moo University Dairy Podcast. Until next time. I-29 MooU is an equal opportunity provider for the full non-discrimination statement or accommodation inquiries go to extension.iastate.edu forward slash diversity forward slash ext.